cash demand remained strong for calves and feeder cattle. Beef in cold stores was record large at the end of July. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents, Wes Ishmael. Hello, I'm Wes Ishmael. Welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 30th of August, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which emphasizes a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org forward slash goals or more simply usrsb.org and look for the goals tab. Now to the news. Higher corn futures prices and softer cash fed cattle prices pressured feeder cattle futures last week, but declining cattle numbers and recent rains across the southern plains continue to boost cash demand for calves and feeder cattle. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of $5.05 lower week to week on Monday. They mainly faded heat from the previous week's bearish cattle on feed report, but succumbed to resurgent corn futures prices. Corn futures closed an average of 47 cents higher through the front six contracts week to week on Monday. While prices seesawed with each whisper of weather or export concern, they caught new wind on Friday in the wake of the closely watched Pro Farmer Tour, which forecast yields significantly less than USDA's most recent estimate. However, steers and heifers sold steady to $4.100 weight higher last week in the north central and south central regions, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. They sold steady to $5 lower in the southeast, except for $2 higher on steers at 400 pounds. Volume was heavy at 517,800 head, which included 314,800 head traded via video and internet. The CME Feeder Cattle Index closed $2.50 higher week-to-week on Friday at $183.16. In his weekly market comments, Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, explains the CME Feeder Cattle Index reached $181.100 weight on Wednesday, which values an 800-pound steer at $1,448. That's nearly a $56 per head value increase since the beginning of the month and $125 per head increase since the beginning of July. Further, Griffith says, the price of lightweight calves coming to market are not following their normal seasonal pattern at this time as prices have been inching higher. The price of these cattle may come under a little pressure when the glut of spring calves hits the market from late September through November but prices are not expected to decline as much as the seasonal tendency would project, he says. On top of that, he adds, prices are expected to continue increasing in late December and moving through the spring of next year. 
Negotiated cash-fed cattle prices lost some steam last week. Live prices were steady to a dollar higher in the Southern Plains at $142 a hundredweight, but they are one to three fifty lower in Nebraska at one forty-five, and one to two dollars lower in the Western Corn Belt at one forty-seven to one forty-eight. Dress prices were two dollars lower in Nebraska at two hundred and thirty-two dollars, and steady to two dollars lower in the Western Corn Belt at two thirty-two to two thirty-four. The five area direct average fed steer price last week was two dollars and nine cents lower on a live basis at one forty-four seventy-nine. The average steer price in the beef was a dollar and thirty-five cents lower at two thirty-two eighty-eight. Total estimated cattle slaughter last week was seventeen thousand head more than the previous week at six hundred and seventy-eight thousand head. Year-to-date estimated total cattle slaughter of twenty-two point one million head was 262,000 head more, or 1.2% more than the same time last year. Estimated year-to-date beef production of 18.2 billion pounds was 175.3 million pounds more, or 0.97% more than the prior year. Live cattle futures closed an average of 91 cents lower week-to-week on Monday, from 37 cents to $1.60 lower, except for $0.32 cents higher in waning spot August. Griffith points out, cattle feeders have been paying higher prices for cattle being placed on feed, and feed prices have been increasing the past month, so finished cattle prices will have to increase to achieve a positive margin on a cash-to-cash basis. However, he says, there's a good chance that many cattle feeders hedged feeder cattle purchases and feed at much lower prices than the cash market, which means there's a little wiggle room. Remember, a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org and look for the Goals tab. Total pounds of beef in freezers July 31st were 1% less than the previous month, but 27% more year-over-year, according to USDA's latest cold storage report. The 510.8 million pounds of beef in cold storage were record high for the date. To put this in perspective, this is less than one week of federally inspected beef production, Griffith explains. However, he says, the quantity of beef in cold storage in July of this year exceeded the previous July's quantity by 110 million pounds, and the quantity of beef in cold storage this year has not experienced its typical second quarter decline. So, Griffith says, the marketplace started the second half of the year with more beef in cold storage than is typical, and that quantity is expected to continue increasing through the fourth quarter of the year. If heifer and cow slaughter remain elevated, Griffith explains beef and cold storage could exceed 600 million pounds by the end of the year, but he says that's not necessarily a bad thing as beef supplies will begin to tighten in the second half of next year. 
Wholesale beef prices remain resilient so far. Choice box beef cutout value is $1.48 lower week to week on Monday at $263.04 a hundredweight, but select was $4.39 higher at $242.75. Beef cutout value. Consumers will continue to be challenged by price inflation and slower economic growth. Major U.S. financial indices plunged on Friday, apparently in reaction to hawkish comments from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell regarding further interest rate hikes. Restoring price stability will take some time and requires using our tools forcefully to bring demand and supply into better balance, Powell said at the closely watched Economic Policy Symposium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. He explained reducing inflation is likely to require a sustained period of below-trend growth. Moreover, there will very likely be some softening of labor market conditions. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, Powell says they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation, he says but a failure to restore price stability would mean far greater pain. To offset rising food costs, consumers are bargain hunting when grocery shopping, eating more meals at home, and cutting back on restaurant visits, explain analysts with the NPD Group and Information Resources, Inc. Inaugural joint research between the two organizations offers the first-ever comprehensive view of the complete food market examining how consumers buy and consume food at home, use restaurants and food service outlets, and uncovers new insights about consumers' trade-offs to save money and splurge in the current inflationary environment. Among research findings, consumers are bargain hunting, preferring more mainstream and value brands over premium brands, choosing private label foods in select categories, and occasionally buying premium products as affordable luxuries, and consumers are migrating to more at-home food to offset rising costs, as noted by the deceleration in food service traffic, which was down 3% in July. Even when dining out, consumers trade down to more value food service outlets like quick service restaurants, as evidenced by the growth in average customer check versus menu prices. And that's your weekly CAF News Price Point podcast for the 30th of August, Sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.